The MarTech Podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. From advertising to software as a service to data, Across all of our programs and clients, we've seen a 55 to 65% open rate. Getting brands authentically integrated into content performs better than TV advertising. Typical lifespan of an article is about 24 to 36 hours. If we're reaching out to the right person with the right message and a clear call to action, then it's just a matter of timing. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast, a Ben J. Shap LLC production. In this podcast, you'll hear the stories of world-class marketers that use technology to drive business results and achieve career success. We'll unearth the real-world experiences of some of the brightest minds in the marketing and technology space so you can learn the tools, tips, and tricks they've learned along the way. Now here's the host of the MarTech Podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Welcome to the last episode of Email Newsletter Week on the MarTech Podcast. This week, we've been talking about everything that you need to know about positioning, creating, growing, and monetizing email marketing newsletters. Joining us again today is Itai Paz, who's the founder and CEO of Morning Dough, which is an email that makes online marketing news clear, actionable, and enjoyable, and is consumed in five minutes or less. So far this week, Itai and I have talked about how to build a marketing newsletter stack about newsletter content creation strategies, the secrets to growing your newsletter subscribers. And yesterday we talked about the various newsletter monetization paths. Today we're going to wrap up email newsletter week talking about measuring newsletter success and some other tips that Itai has for starting your newsletter. All right, here's the last part of my conversation with Itai Paz, founder and CEO of Morning Dough. Itai, happy Friday and welcome to the last episode of email newsletter week on the MarTech podcast. Happy Friday, and thank you for having me, Benjamin. It's been a long road, and I'm glad that we are nearing the finish line. I've got a ton of value out of our conversations this week, and I'm fired up. I'm ready to start the MarTech newsletter, or at least reboot it. One thing I want to ask you about before we let you go this week, we talked about everything from creating the newsletter, growing it, and even how to monetize it. How do you evaluate if it's working? Talk to me about some of the main analytics metrics. What are your KPIs for newsletters? When we look at the KPIs, before we even talk about money, we're looking at analyzing your operation. So you build an operation, you want to make sure that it works perfectly and as smooth as possible and getting you the results that it should be making. Again, we're not yet in the money, but it is resulting the money. So it starts from the simplest one, right? You send traffic into your page of registration, subscribing to the newsletter. And the first KPI is signups. So how many signups, what's the conversion rate of the number of people reaching to this page to the number of people who are actually putting their email address and hitting the subscription rate? And if you're actually doing double opt-in, meaning they need to click on the link, then actually completing the process and being subscribers. So that's the first KPI. It's very important. And this is the page where you have the great message. That's saying, hey, why you should put your email? Why should you trust us put the email? What's the value? What's in it for you? So that's the first KPI. Let me ask you a question about that. I understand that signups is the first KPI, but really what you're looking at is conversion rates from somebody who gets to your signup page to actually get through it. 
What's the benchmark there? Is there something that you should expect in terms of conversion rates? If you bring cold audience, then it's pretty much, you know, wild, wild west. No one really knows. But when you bring targeted audience, I would expect like if you're getting less than 30, 40%, something is wrong with your message or with your page. And even the morning though, we, it took us time to tweak and it's all about testing and tweaking. I'm not saying you get it the right way the first time. Because when we built our first message, we looked at different options and we said, this is the best way to deliver the message why you should subscribe to the morning dough. And as time went over, you know, we tested different pages, different landing pages, and we got to the one that makes over 55% opt-in to the newsletter. So I would say if you have targeted audience below 35, 40, it's like you need to be in a good place. If you have a page and you send your, for example, from you, for the podcast people and say, hey, go and subscribe to your newsletter and people actually gather the people that listen to your podcast, they know your value and they're subscribing 20%, then we know there's an issue with this metrics. Okay, so you're looking at hopefully a 40% conversion rate from the people that are getting to your subscription page to actually giving you an email address. That actually sounds pretty high to me. I'm a little surprised that you're expecting 40% of the people that land on a subscription page to convert. I would have assumed it was closer to 10. Well, targeted audience. Okay, targeted audience. So talk to me about some of the other metrics. Once you've got people through the signup page, how are you evaluating your newsletter's health? So the next phase, is obviously, you send a newsletter, what's the open rate? How many people actually, you send a newsletter, what's the percentage of people who open the email out of the number of emails you sent? And you'll hear many numbers going from people saying, oh, we have 50%, 70% transactional emails, which are emails that Amazon will send you, where they say, thank you for your purchase. Here's your receipt or your purchase. Not even transactional emails get 100% or 90%. So unless it's your bank, which may be getting closer to 90%, usually open rates are going between 25 to 50%. It depends on the list. Usually it starts lower. And as you keep on giving your subscribers value, they will keep on opening the email again and again and again, and you'll see the open rate goes up. If you see it going down, that means there's a problem. That means maybe you're not giving enough value for your audience or your subject line is not as good as you think it is. So it's a mixture of these two parameters that actually are the major factors for open rate. A special thanks to our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, the marketing mixed modeling platform that makes measuring ROI fast, easy, and cost-effective. Request a demo at mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Time for a one-minute break to hear from our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. In 1919, John Wanamaker said, half the money I spend on advertising is wasted. I just don't know which half. Well, the advertising landscape has changed since then, and instead of reaching your audience on two channels, you're probably reaching them on 20. Turns out John didn't know how easy he had it. But that doesn't mean that you should give up on striving towards marketing effectiveness. No matter how complex your marketing strategy is, Mutinex Growth OX is the market mix modeling platform that measures the impact of marketing on your bottom line. Mutinex's market mix modeling platform calibrates your insights against the latest market conditions so you can make media and marketing investment decisions confidently and quickly. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? 
Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, your best decision starts here. To learn more about Mutinex, go to mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Okay, here's the rest of today's interview. All right. So how many people are signing up? Are they opening your content? Are they viewing the work that you're doing? I guess the next question is, all right, now are they taking any action? How do you think about engagement metrics? The main engagement thing that we know is the click-through rate. Okay. So they open the email and you want to know how many people are clicking, how many clicks are being generated, on which links, of course. The more clicks they're making, obviously, sometimes you would say they're more engaged. I think we discussed it in one of the episodes where sometimes you give enough information, the right information that people don't really need to click on the link. It could happen. So you need to see over time that people do click on the links. If you have subscribers that you see that don't click on the links, it's either you give the wrong content. It could be that you give the perfect content and no one needs to click, but usually people need to click on the links. So either you're not giving the right content for people to click or you have the wrong subscribers. It could be happen as well. People registered for a reason, but they don't find the newsletter enough engaging because they're actually, let's say, someone from digital marketing, for example, and he does a graphic designer. Okay, he feels that he's in the digital space, right? He's doing design for whatever in the industry. But when he goes to the morning down, then he sees uh, there's lots of SEO, media, news, lots of interesting things. But he thought it's going to be about also a lot of graphic things. And then he found out he's not my targeted audience. So it's also good possibly to go back when we spoke about the signups is actually to say, who is it for? So when you think about your engagement rates, this depends on what your model is. If you are doing thought leadership and distributing it with your email newsletter, you might not actually be asking your consumers to click If you're trying to do direct response marketing with your newsletters, trying to drive products and service sales, obviously that click is important to continue the conversation, to understand if people are interested in your products or services. So using your engagement rates honestly depends on what your model is and what your goals are. What are some of the other metrics that you think about when it comes to your newsletters outside of how many people are using it? Are they opening it? Are they clicking through to my website? So there's two more important ones. One is the opt-out rate. So how many people are actually leaving a subscription of the newsletter for every email that you actually send? That's a very important metric that you need to measure over time to make sure that, again, it connects from the quality of your audience, the ones that actually get the setting up the expectations, the engagement, and you deliver the right content for them. So you should expect to see eventually some kind of a plateau because you always have some people leaving the list for sure. But you need to find a way where it's plateauing and you see a lower opt-in rate. So that's a very important one. And the last matrix that we look in the operational side is the email deliverability. And that's actually hitting the inbox. And that's one of the most complicated one in the industry today to actually hit. But if you have the right infrastructure, there's no issue with that. Just to explain, there's a few things you need to do. One, you have to have a clean list. And a clean list means make sure double opt-in is always welcome because you know for sure that the email is correct and not bouncing back and not a wrong email. Second thing is to set expectations. This way, people will open the email. If people open the email, you'll get more deliverability. It's connected. So for example, let's look at Gmail. 
which is the biggest inbox for everyone, the bigger the ratio of people actually opening your email, the better it is Gmail looks at your email. And that's why we utilize something called list cleaning. And once a month, we actually look at all the people that haven't opened an email even once in the last 30 days, and we move them to a different list. So let's say I have a thousand people on my list. And at the end of the month, only 800 opened at least once. So they keep on being on the list. We take the 200 out of the list and put them aside. I'll explain what we're doing with them. And then the 800 people are now when we send 800 people, let's say it all goes to Gmail, for example, the amount of people that open on average is still the same. Let's say it was whatever, 400 people. But now it's 400 out of 800 and not 400 out of 1,000. So Google rewards you and your deliverability gets higher. And what you do with the other 200 or what we do with the people that didn't open at least one time is we put them into a process where we actually approach them and say, do you still want to be a subscriber? We hate to see you living, but do you want to be there? Now, you need to remember, how do we know that emails get opened? It's something technology, right? It's a pixel. It's all kinds of things. It could be missing. It's not us. It's the technology. So this way, we're actually approaching people and they tell us, hey, why are you removing me? I love the newsletter. I open it every day or every other week. So we get the people to actually re-engage and we put them back into the list. And that's also increases the deliverability. I love the deliverability tip. And I think it makes a lot of sense moving the people that are not opening and engaging with your content to a separate list. Partially because I'm assuming that Google looks at what list is actually sending content and you can basically separate out your list from here, the active engagers to here, the people that are not unsubscribed, but not engaging with the content. And you're really protecting that one really valuable list. Exactly. So Itai, we've covered a ton of ground in terms of how to grow a newsletter all the way through monetization and, and some of the main KPIs. As we land the plane on email newsletter week, give me some final tips on what marketers need to know if they're thinking about launching or trying to scale their newsletters. It all starts with the fact, have fun. You love what you do. The podcast is like your life. You enjoy speaking to people, interviewing people, and you do it amazingly and gracefully. And this makes you successful. That's why you're successful. So the same thing, if you do something, especially newsletter, it has to be fun. And I would say play your newsletter, build a newsletter to your strength and budget. It has to work it out. Don't build something that you can't really handle because it is a commitment. I don't want to say it's a lifetime commitment, but it is a commitment. So once you start doing a newsletter, you set expectations from users and you want them to be engaged. If you're not doing it every day or every other Friday or every Friday, then don't start doing it. It's a commitment. So do it only if you really want to do it, if it plays to your game, to your strength, and you have a budget set to what you want to do. The second thing is, I would say, build systems. So it's like, we already built system. It's amazing. The biggest one was the curation. We, like I said, we never started the SEO until we have the system, which is having a newsletter built up pretty quickly, not like the first time. I think the first few months, it took us a long time. It took us at least a day to write a newsletter. It's crazy. It should be shorter. It's a team. It's a process, the curation. So build systems. Use other people to help you if needed. It's always best to use outsourcing or internal resources, whatever you have. Be focused. I think it's always good to any business, but just be focused on what you're doing. You're doing a newsletter, just make it the best way you can and be focused on that. Use any resources you have. We spoke about getting subscribers. So yeah, use colleagues, friends, your social media network, your connections. 
use whatever it takes in order to build it. The morning dough is a business. You can build it as part of your business. You can build it as part of your company or a company, but it could be a business. So just make it good, make it worthwhile for your audience to actually you know, subscribe. They give you their email and their time. When people listen to your podcast, you respect them because they are listening to you. Newsletter is the same thing. It's not different. It's just reading, but it's the same concept. And if you set expectations right, tell your audience what to expect in terms of what are you giving them, what is in it for them to subscribe, how you deliver it, when you deliver it, how many times, so they know. This is the best way to simplify everything. It looks like simple things, but these are like the tips that can take you for success. Very simple because you just tell people what you do. And I think that's great advice. Doing something that you're going to want to stick with, being consistent, building your systems, leveraging the skills, the assets, the knowledge that you have, all great ways, not just for newsletters, but podcasts, any other sort of content play. These are things that you got to do on a daily basis. You better enjoy it or you're going to get burned out. Absolutely. Enjoy it, build it, and you'll get success for sure. We did it. Anyone can do it. All right, Itai, I can't tell you how much I appreciate you coming on the podcast and walking us through how you built the morning dough. I appreciate the work that you do with the newsletter. I read it every morning. It's been a pleasure having you as our guest. And that wraps up Email Newsletter Week on the MarTech Podcast. Thanks again to Itai Paz, founder and CEO of Morning Dough, for joining us. If you'd like to get in touch with Itai, you could find a link to his LinkedIn profile on our show notes. You can contact him on Twitter. His handle is Itai Paz, I-T-A-Y-P-A-Z, or you could visit his company's website, which is morningdough.com. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to our website, martechpod.com. We've got summaries of all of our episodes, contact information for our guests. You can subscribe to our once a week newsletter. You can even send us your topic suggestions or your marketing questions, which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is martechpod, M-A-R-T-E-C-H-P-O-D on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Or you can contact me directly. My handle is Ben J. Shap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of marketing and technology knowledge in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode every day this year. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, my advice is to just focus on keeping your customers happy. Thanks for listening to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. Looking to launch or scale a podcast like this one for your brand? Then visit IHearEverything.com.